that's the reason for the name is capture the flag, right? In all these cases, you're trying to somehow find a secret, some digital treasure. There are two types of capture the flag competitions. One is called Jeopardy style. The other type of CTF is the attack defense one. Whoever conceived of this idea was already trying to find flaws in it as they were conceiving it. <laughs> sort of thought about how can they reduce the risk. Do you need to be like a super security expert to tackle them? There are five different categories for challenges. These include crypto, forensics, web, binary reverse engineering, protocol analysis. The different challenges, they have different difficulties. So you could also pick on the simpler ones and see how it goes from there. Hi, I'm Guy Pojarni, CEO and co-founder of Sneak. And you're listening to The Secure Developer, a podcast about security for developers, covering security tools and practices you can and should adopt into your development workflow. The Secure Developer is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybeats.com. If you're interested in being a guest on this show, or if you would like to suggest a topic for us to discuss, find us on Twitter at The Secure Dev. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Secure Developer. Today, we actually have a slightly unusual episode. We're not going to talk necessarily about best practices, but rather about Capture the Flag, CTF, these types of security competitions. And to do that, I actually have my co-founder here from Sneak, Danny Grander. Danny, thanks for coming to the show. Thank you, and hello. And actually, I guess before we dig into CTFs, Danny, can you maybe say a little bit of, uh, about your history, about how you got into this whole uh, world of security? Nowadays in Sneak, I'm responsible for the security side of things, mainly dealing with vulnerability database and collection of that data. And in my past, I've been doing development for about 10 years, later switched to research, where I've mostly been doing reverse engineering and hunting for vulnerabilities in different systems, but mostly embedded ones. So... We started this chapter about CTFs because you've participated in a bunch of them. But before we kind of go deep in, you know, can I ask you sort of to say a few words about what what is CTF? You know, what what is this capture the flag? Yeah, so CTF is essentially a hacking competition between teams who are or individuals. They compete against one another and measured by their skill to in different areas, all are related to security. So this can be cryptography, as technography. Finding vulnerabilities, reverse engineering, web challenges, and the like. So this is all like different aspects of, I guess, information security. Sort of still right. mostly digital, but all sorts of digital security. Yeah, mostly. Like I haven't seen CDFs that do physical security thing, but I, I could guess that there are some. Yeah, that they exist. I guess you know if they're going to do lock picking sessions at yeah. DefCon, <laughs> then you know there's no reason why you wouldn't include those in the CTF competition as well. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that in the last DefCon conference in the car hacking village, there was a car hacking CTF. I haven't participated in that one, but I know there was one. It's funny the car hacking village. Uh, you know, like every every conference should have a car hacking village just uh, just for kicks. <laughs> So CTF is this sort of hacker competition, and people come in. I guess you know what's the what's the typical format? Is it like time boxed? You know how uh, how does it work? Yeah. So basically, there are two types of capture the flag competitions. One is called Jeopardy style, where there are usually dozen of standalone challenges that each has a score, usually related to the difficulty of the challenge, and. The team that wins is the team that solves the biggest number of challenges. 
and by the time the competition ends, which usually it depends, but it can run for a day or for two. The other type of CTF is the attack defense one, where unlike the Jeopardy style, each team has to protect their systems, their services, but also attack others. It's a much more dynamic and in a way uh, represents the reality better in that sense. So, And the skill set is also a little bit different that is needed for that CTF. Uh, you both need to find vulnerabilities and attack the other teams uh, with these vulnerabilities, uh, with the exploits you create from finding these vulnerabilities, but also make sure that you are defended against those. How, how does the, um, I guess let, let me sort of Split the two apart, just sort of dig a little bit into them. So, like for the Jeopardy style CTF, what's an example of a question? You know, what's a, what's an example of a challenge? The one I personally participated for several times was CCC, the Chaos Communication Congress, uh, captured the flag. It's a conference, and during that conference, uh, there is a 48 hours captured the flag competition. So there are about five different categories for challenges. So these include crypto, forensics, web, binary reverse engineering, protocol analysis. So challenges in any of these are pretty much different, right? Like so. Classic, I would say, uh, reverse engineering challenge would include a binary that, uh, well, you, you have to reverse engineer, find a vulnerability, and possibly you also get an IP address and a port where that service that you're looking at is listening on. So then you actually need to develop an exploit and attack that system, getting the flag, which is most often is a string or a hash or something like that, where you submit the solution to, to the competition website and get the point. So a crypto challenge could be breaking a, some a, well crypto algorithm that, again, might be in a form of a binary that you are given, or just some ciphertext. And you need to figure out what's the... What are you looking at, and what's uh, and how to tackle that? Cool. So I guess that's the reason for the name is capture the flag, right? In all these cases, you're trying to somehow find a secret, some digital right. treasure or flag that's uh, that's either either hidden behind a crypto algorithm or hidden behind uh, a server. Right. And and the attack defense uh, type of capture the flag competition, it's similar to the outdoors game, the capture the flag game, where every team has a flag on their system and each team should attack the others and like, capture the flag by compromising others' systems. Unlike in the Jeopardy style where you should have kind of solved each challenge at a time and the, the flag is somewhere there, either encrypted inside the data if it's a crypto challenge or uh, a file or some string that is you can get to only after you attack and exploit the system. So for these different types of challenges, you know, do you need to be like a super security expert that controls all these different uh, attributes to tackle them? Like how many people, I guess, on a on a typical CTF team? Yeah, so usually like each uh, person on a team has some like kind of specialty. There are some people that do all the challenges, but yeah, typically we have like in our team we have about 20 members, but not in every capture the flag competition, all of us uh, actually compete. And so, just an example for the last DEFCON capture the flag, it was an attack defense style competition. We were nine people on site, and three others were helping from back home. 
Oh, cool. So actually not everybody had to necessarily be there in person to, right. uh, to participate in this event. And, and that's for the attack defense. We, usually the attack defense is limited by the number of teams and the number of members that can take part in the competition. And in this kind of uh, capture the flag, there are qualifying rounds because in the end, the, in the finals, there is only a limited number of teams that can take part uh, and have their system being protected. So unlike the uh, Jeopardy styles, which usually is open to unlimited number of players, they don't have to be on site on the conference or whatever is taking place. It's uh, it can be uh, yeah anyone could just uh, sign up and join and and play the game. Yeah, cool. So I guess the the Jeopardy style ones sound pretty straightforward, right? It's basically a quiz. Uh, and it happens exactly. to be sort of a challenge. You know, you go in, you do it. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. I guess in today's sort of digital world, you can just stand up sandboxed environment with you know as many of those as you want, or you know some environment where right. people can uh, can go in and just sort of get that flag. There's no limit at how many people can attempt a riddle at the same time. But the attack defense, you go against one another. So if there's a thousand teams, it becomes you know pretty impractical to kind of work. Right, and and something to add to your previous question is that in the attack defense one, there is beside the technical skill of finding the vulnerability and writing an exploit, there is also a big operational part of timing the exploits and trying to figure out like game theory things, like figure out what the other team might be doing, and there is a whole uh, sort of things opens up for you because you can steal other exploits. You can just wait for your your service to be attacked, <laughs> sniff the traffic. You could just uh, try to, I don't know, send random traffic to the other team. One good example of uh, this kind of things that I've seen in the last DEF CON uh, CTF where a team would backdoor their binary, their service, and other teams, including uh, mine, would assume that it's a fixed binary, that one that is protected against uh, vulnerability, would just take it as is, but sometimes it would actually fix the vulnerability, but it would also include a backdoor that allowed that team that created the binary just to easily exploit it anytime and only by them, because they know about the existence of the backdoor. So this is the kind of things that can happen in the attack defense, uh, and it's like it's an open world there. So yeah, in the Jeopardy style one is just uh, standalone challenges, and they're really more suitable for a person to to take on and and try to solve. And usually, really can be limited to a person that has a specific skill that solves the the challenge. Yeah, so I guess in the attack defense environments, it sounds like the some things are visible. I guess in, a, in any one of these cases, you need to set some context. So you, yeah. you, you can see that, I guess, another company, uh, another team has uh, patched their binaries so you can see it and you can choose yeah. to use it. Yeah. What's to keep you from just you know, taking your systems offline, right? It's not uh, you know, right. like say, hey, you know, I gained a good number of points, I don't want anybody to hack my servers, I'll just like unplug. Yeah, so it's a good question. And the, the answer is that for the competition, the organizers, they constantly check for the availability of your services. So if your services are down, if you just went and added some firewall rules that prevent any communication to your services, you're basically losing points and you're penalized for that. And same goes for, suppose you patched your uh, service and it's now protected against the vulnerability, but its performance went down, uh, also you get penalized for that. So again, there's a lot of real-time decision-making you need to do about what's good for you, what you can live with, what you should fix. Uh, unlike, again, in the Jeopardy style, that it's yeah. like more 
simpler and defined. I guess you can trust that in a hacking competition, everybody's trying to hack the rules and have done so many times in the past. So it's probably pretty bulletproof to sort of find those types of shortcuts uh, yeah. and to sort of factor them into the counts. So in the last DEFCON and CTF, there was a, a bit of a, an unusual CTF added into right. it, right? Like it was this DARPA CTF. What, what, yes. what was so, so sort of interesting about that one? So this year, before the actual CTF, there was another capture the flag game played by uh, computers, by machines. This was one that uh, uh, DARPA, it's called the Cyber Grand Challenge, DARPA's attempt to improve uh, and advance the automated vulnerability discovery and protection field. Or at least that's what they say. <laughs> exactly. So so there were, actually during the last year, there were different qualification rounds between different systems and the final event, the, uh, the finals, uh, there were eight different machines, different systems that were competing uh, one against the other. And the winner would join the main CTF event. So there were 15 teams on the CTF. One of them were a completely automated computer system uh, competing against us 14 uh, human teams. It actually did pretty well, uh, surprisingly or not. <laughs> it was really interesting to see how a computer could find vulnerabilities, create an exploit for them, and protect against them. So obviously some of the things it, 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 the machine was doing really well, for example, protection is something that is, uh, it comes with a cost, but it's in a way easier for a machine to do. And the cost is usually performance, but for the vulnerability sides, uh, usually the human is better. But again, the machine could fuzz, could uh, try different inputs for discovering vulnerability in a, in a software, but it of course could do it really quickly compared to a human. So they were like seeing all these human teams competing in machine and, and, and machine is not being the last. It was really nice uh, and interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It sounds super cool mm -hmm. uh, from a technology perspective, right? You know, sort of seeing the the level of technology and seeing this work and the fact that a, an automated attacker defender you know sort of security team can uh, can actually stand up to a reasonable place in a competition amongst you know already really good sort of security people and, and hackers but it's also scary <laughs> it's entirely scary when you think about that type of technology just sort of floating around the internet and you know people in you know cybercrime or you know people that are well funded having Access to these types of automated machines, you know, maybe it means we need we need some machines on our side as well, on the protecting side, for us to have a bit of a you know a shot at, uh, at defending it's ourselves. It's a really good point, and actually, one of the things, special things about the Cyber Grand Challenge is that they created a special environment for the challenges and the competition. So, in the end, it's a Linux system, but they created different binary format and different from an ELF, something that has some reduced functionality, a reduced number of system calls uh, that it supports. And that, again, was done for both uh, simplification and, and gaining determinism in all the, again, attack and defense uh, sides, but also to prevent the easy use or abuse of this Achievements of the different system in in like in the real world. Yeah, interesting. I guess that comes back again to that sort of breakers mindset, you know, <laughs> which is probably whoever conceived of this idea was already trying to find flaws in it as yeah. they were conceiving it, and <laughs> sort of thought about how can they reduce the risk. 
So I mean, I think the CTF is 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 cool, and you know, I think there's a lot of uh, good stuff to to read about it. And we talked about conferences. I think DefCon is like the most popular. Uh, CCC being another another good one. I guess are those the only places where where CTF competitions run? I mean, if I want to participate in a CTF, do I need to find one of these conferences and go there? Right. So. Almost in every security conference nowadays, there is a CTF. So the big one in Europe is the CCC conference, the Chaos Communication Congress conference. It has the, the CCC CTF. It's a Jeopardy style. The big one in the US would be DEFCON. It's an attack defense one. But there are dozens of, of other conferences and most of them have CTFs. Also, companies nowadays run their own uh, CTF uh, games. So Google was, this year actually, was having a CTF game where we our team uh, Pastan won the first place and Congrats. they <laughs> thanks and and they uh, and it's interesting they had all their challenges were it was a it was a jeopardy style and the challenges were around google services so it's also it's interesting to see and for us first of all to learn about the different kind of uh, services and things in in google's product but for them i'm i'm sure it was useful to see how a bunch of uh, teams get to play and attack systems that are based on Google's uh, infrastructure or uh, languages or services. So there is quite a lot of CTFs uh, going around and for somebody who wants to give it a try, I would suggest just signing up for Jeopardy style CTF. These are open for everybody. You, you don't have to be in the conference. So. The next uh, capture the flag competition uh, just can play it. And another thing uh, is to go back and, and look at previous competitions. Usually, definitely for the major uh, CTFs, there are quite a lot of write-ups, and all the challenges are open. So the information is there. You you just could uh, try and take one challenge uh, and try to solve it, and of course see the different solutions and learn from that. So. Yeah, there's quite a lot of uh, opportunities there. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess the Jeopardy style ones, you know, the bar is actually substantially lower than I originally uh, thought. It sounds like the Jeopardy styles have many teams. You don't need to, you know, pay or even or travel right. or do anything like that to join them. And they're available, and you can even kind of practice a little bit ahead of time with some of these uh, older ones. So yeah, I mean, it sounds sounds very useful. I also um, it's an interesting play around the uh, the companies doing the uh, the CTFs. I guess on one hand it's a recruiting one, but the, yeah, uh, this, uh, there is obviously yeah. a recruiting angle there. And also one thing I want to add is that the different challenges in the Jeopardy style CTFs they have different points. Well, the difficulties different. So you could also pick on the simpler one, the small ones, and see how it goes, and then uh, progress uh, from there. So that's also like a good place to to start. Yeah, and I guess the you know, one thing to note that happened sometime earlier this year was this that Facebook open sourced their CTF platform, right. and I think they were using it in universities and the likes. Probably at the end of the day, for a similar purpose of like recruiting awareness, you know, making people aware of the services. But it's you know the fact that they've open sourced it implies that maybe at a certain size of either an event or a company uh, that you can just choose to do it to even raise education and awareness amongst your employees or amongst a certain community uh, and just choose a bunch of challenges and you can probably tailor the level of complexity of the challenges to the audience that you have so not everything has to you know match the top security conference tiers that same format uh, could happen for uh, for things that are more specific, uh, you know, just uh, attuned to maybe more of a developer audience or more um, you know an, an audience that's a little bit newer to security. 
Right. Good example is also like in the CCC and CTF, the focus is mainly on reverse engineering and exploitation, while other CTFs can be more focused on web. So, Danny, thanks for the the review of CTFs. I mean, I, I think they're a really fun thing. I'm uh, I've I've not yet participated in one myself. You know, I think uh, I think I should make the time. You know, and sort of go and uh, and join one of those. I guess maybe before we uh, we take off, you know, can you share maybe one one example of you know like the most interesting or or sort of fun moment or or learning that you've had from your CTFs? Do you have an example like that uh, in mind? So. One fun story I remember from two years back in a CCC CTF, there was a web challenge which required exploiting an, a cross-site scripting vulnerability. So there was a sort of a blog platform where what we were supposed to do is to leave a comment on the blog post and for the admin to later visit and click on a link and well, that's where we were supposed to steal the session and get the admin credentials and all that. But because we were trying to solve this uh, challenge on the second day, uh, while all the other, other teams uh, did that in the first day, during the first day, the automation around clicking on the link on the organizer's part wasn't working. So we would, we would understand the vulnerability, we would create the special comment and all that, but uh, nobody clicked. So we didn't realize that there is, that's a problem on the organizer's side. So after a lot of different attempts of finding different vulnerabilities, uh, eventually we found a vulnerability in the whole system, like, and we well popped a, a shell on the box that is running the challenge. It wasn't the intention. It wasn't <laughs> the, and it actually didn't help us so, too much because, well, we ended on a box. We got root, and we started looking for what's going on, which is much harder <laughs> when you have all that different components that you need to figure out what was the challenge uh, designed for. So eventually we contacted <laughs> the organizers and they fixed the problem. But the funny part is that uh, one year later, they actually liked the challenge, the, the vulnerability, and both the vulnerability and our exploit that they created another challenge that was <laughs> uh, exactly like that. And and it was fun because uh, for us that one was really easy to solve because yeah. we already been there. So, yeah. Even an organizer of a CTF competition is not bulletproof to uh, having vulnerabilities <laughs> that they did not uh, did not plan in the in the system itself. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, th- this has been super fun. Thanks, Danny, for uh, coming joining us, and I guess good luck in uh, whatever future CTFs <laughs> again. You know, keep on winning them. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's all we have time for today. If you'd like to come on as a guest on this show, or want us to cover a specific topic, find us on Twitter at the Secure Dev. To learn more about Heavybeat, browse to heavybeat.com. You can find this podcast and many other great ones, as well as over 100 videos about building developer tooling companies, given by top experts in the field, 